Hello, creepy crawlers, and welcome to Cryptical Quizzical, your favorite cryptid quiz show this side of the Greenwich Mean Line. I'm your favorite long-lost landlocked Elasmosaur Tanner, and with me, as always, is Quizmaster Benny. Hello. I can barely be perceived, and that is okay. This is a podcast created for the Podcast Minds One Mic Stand Pod Jam, so it's the first episode and also very likely the last episode. But until then... Thank you very much to Andrew and uh, Riley for coming up with this pod jam idea. Uh, and I guess we <laughs> decided we wanted to do, uh, or I guess I suggested and you ended up uh, agreeing to the coin toss that we're going to do a quiz about cryptids. Yeah. Tanner, how how much do you know about cryptids? How how do you feel about being quizzed about them? I feel fairly confident being quizzed on them. I feel like if if on a scale from one to ten, one being I've never heard of Bigfoot, and ten being I have a fearsome critter in my home right now, I'm like a seven. Okay. Were were you like me and in like middle school and high school you would spend an inordinate amount of time just reading about sightings that people had with various cryptids? Probably not as much as you did, but I definitely had a phase because I remember it was sparked the very first time my family went camping by Lake Okanagan, and I found out, oh my gosh, you mean we have a sea monster in Canada too? It's not just Nessie? And then I got a book all about a whole bunch of cryptids in uh, Canada and North America in general. And like a lot of lake monsters, a few Sasquatches and derivatives of them. So there was a town that was attacked by pterodactyls, according to residents. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> That's just Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I grew up in West Virginia, which has uh, multiple cryptids, uh, which will be appearing <laughs> throughout this quiz. Nice. So I guess we're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, I guess talking about where we're from is pretty good because my first game, I have four, four different sections of this that I came up with. Uh, and this first section I have titled World of Cryptids. Uh, and these are basically geography questions about uh, what part of the world or what specific location is this cryptid associated with most often. Well, Benny, you've already found my weakness because I am terrible at geography. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad we're starting with this one. Uh, our very first question is, where uh, were the very first Chupacabra sightings? I want to say New Mexico. Uh, no, that is incorrect. I'm not surprised. <laughs> My hint is that it's an island. Okay. Uh, is Cuba an island? <laughs> Cuba is an island, but that is not the correct answer. That's the only island I know down there. Bermuda, no, Bermuda's not an, is Bermuda, no, Bermuda's part of the States. Uh, you're getting warmer. Am I? <laughs> As in closer to the Chupacabra or just closer to the equator where it is naturally warmer? Closer to the Chupacabra. Um. Give you one Jacksonville. More <laughs> nope. Uh, the very original sightings for Chupacabra were in Puerto Rico. 
Oh, Puerto Rico. Oh, of course. Yep. Uh, for our next one is, what country is the death worm supposed to be from? And I'm not even saying the full name because that includes the name. of. So you're asking me what country the Mongolian death worm is from? Yes. <laughs> is it Mongolia? Yes. Uh, do you know the name of the specific location where most of the sightings were? Uh, no. I don't know any locations in Mongolia. All right. It was the Gobi Desert. Okay, I know one location of Mongolia. I just forgot that it was in Mongolia. <laughs> that's fair. No, that's definitely This is what fair. I'm saying. I am bad at geography. I know a whole bunch of place names, and I cannot tell you how they relate to one another. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's, it gets harder, I think, from here. Hey, harder? Uh, yes. <laughs> so what U.S. city are the Nightcrawlers associated with? Fresno. That is correct. They are the Fresno Nightcrawlers. I don't know what a Nightcrawler is or where Fresno is. I've just definitely heard the term Fresno Nightcrawler before. All right. Yeah, I, I guess maybe we should stop and talk about some of these cryptids when we go through and not just assume everybody knows them. Yeah, let's Yeah, give us some fun facts. Let's rewind and get some fun facts about the Mongolian death worm. Uh, I don't, I did not prepare <laughs> specific statements for these, uh, but the- Let me Mongol Google that boy. The Mongolian death worm is said to be, like, I don't know, like, at least a meter long, uh, and just looking at it is supposed to be death because it is so poisonous, but it is this, it's a long, a long boy, long girl, long inby, uh, that is- <laughs> Mong the Mongolian death worm is a non-binary icon. Uh, <laughs> someone messed up editing the Wikipedia page, and there's a whole of bunch course. of broken links on here. Oh, goody. <laughs> uh, but it is so poisonous, and it burrows underground, and then pops up, and boom, you're dead if you see it. In 1990 and 1992, Ivan uh, Mackerel, Ivan Moore led a small group of companions into the Gobi Desert to search for the worm, and he created a thumping machine inspired by Frank Herbert's novel Dune. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, it's definitely clear that, you know, thing, worm-like, giant worm-like thing crawling under the ground definitely popped up uh, places uh, in different cultures. Yeah. It it definitely seems like something that, like, w was fully a hoax or just settlers, not even settlers, but, like, Europeans completely misunderstanding something that the locals are trying to explain to them. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely sounds like super poisonous snake, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Fresno Nightcrawlers. I want you to picture a pair of white freestanding pants. <laughs> And then imagine this pair of white pants walking through a parking lot. Oh my god! Attacked by jeans at Denny's. Uh, and that's pretty much the Fresno Nightcrawlers. The so there's like footage of this thing just walking through the parking lot, and it is genuinely very freaky to look at. But it's just this like super long legs, no visible arms, uh, just. Walking through this, like, video, you know, security footage uh, is, like, the most famous one. And then there's, like, a more recent footage of, like, two of them walking through the woods. Uh, and that one was also in California. But, like, <laughs> Fresno Nightcrawlers just look super bizarre. Uh, and I love them. They're great. 
Okay, do, do you want to hear a, a weird, my own weird bit of trivia? Sure. Looking at these interpretations of a Fresno Nightcrawler, I'm reminded of an Egyptian, a figure from Egyptian mythology called Medjed, um, okay. <laughs> which translates into the Smiter. And it is an obscure Egyptian spirit mentioned in the Book of the Dead. And by obscure, we mean we've only managed to recover one mention of it in existence and one picture of it. But the picture of it looks like a like a bedsheet ghost with a pair of legs sticking out. Yeah. Oh, that is wild. And it has laser eye beams. Oh, of course. I don't know if there's been any sightings of Fresno Nightcrawlers with uh, eye beams. Turns out they were the. Turns out they were Cairo Nightcrawlers all along. <laughs> all right. They were trying to get to Memphis, and they took a wrong turn to Albuquerque. <laughs> All right, I got two more of these uh, geography questions. All right. Uh, what country is Mokele Mbembe said to be in? Oh, I know it's in Africa. I'm trying to remember the specific country. Yes. Um, is it South Africa? It is not. Is Uganda? No. Zimbabwe? No. I don't know. <laughs> it is the Republic of Congo. Okay. Yeah, so I was actually... When I was talking about, like, Europeans misinterpreting stuff, I was thinking about uh, Mokele and Bele, because pretty much everyone agrees that it was just, they were describing an elephant to people who had never seen an elephant before, and they, they completely misinterpreted what they were talking about when they said that it, like, has a snake-like face and a mm -hmm. big body, and they're like, oh, that's a brontosaurus. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, not describing it correctly, and you end up with uh, basically a dinosaur instead of an elephant. Huh, interesting. Yeah, well, and then there's, so there's, like, studies, quote-unquote, of uh, colonizers taking pictures of sauropods into the area and being like, is this Mokelium Bele? And the natives are like, yeah, sure, I guess so. And they're like, aha, it's confirmed, it's a real creature, a hidden dinosaur in darkest Africa. And it's like, no, you're... You're fully misunderstanding, and also they are just taking the piss out of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, always interesting that the, the living dinosaurs look like whatever is the current pop culture idea of what dinosaurs look like at that time, even though later on scientists are like, oh, that's actually an incorrect depiction of the creatures. Uh, that happens very frequently. Like with the... um. Like the pterodactyls like you were talking about earlier or, you know, a, a patasaurus in the middle of Africa or something like that. They always look like how we think dinosaurs look like at that particular time that they were sighted. I'm looking at the page for it on TV Tropes now. All right. Don't do and too it, much. It, Don't do too much Googling. Oh, no, I'm just I'm doing like a, a, a base look on it. And yeah, it looks like it was. Very, very likely inspired by just traditional beliefs about river spirits in the area. And then the big game hunters coming in conflated that with legends about dinosaurs and the actual large animals in the area. And were convinced that, like, yeah, there is the secret lost world in the dark continent of Africa. You know, that old bullshit. Yeah. And then and then locals start claiming that, yeah, there's definitely a dinosaur down here because then they can take advantage of drawing money and from the adventure seekers in. Yeah. All right. Our final geography question. Uh, what state is the Braxton County monster from? I've never heard of this creature. I've never heard of Braxton County. It is also called the Flatwoods monster. 
Oh, Flatwoods Monster! I love Flatwoods Monster. Where does it live? Yes, that is the question. Where was the sighting? Um, <laughs> is it a swampy state? No. Okay, I, that wouldn't help me anyways because I don't know which states are swampier other than Florida, and I don't think it's Flor. Wait, no, is it Florida? It is not Florida. Is it Mississippi? It is not. I don't know. I drove through Flatwoods all the time because it is a West Virginia cryptid. Okay. Oh, right, because it's dating Mothman. I forgot. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I can see that. The Braxton County Monster Dating Mothman. Or the Flatwoods Monster. So it's got the two different names. Like, Flatwoods is in Braxton County. Uh, listener, if you're not familiar with this cryptid, uh, it's really an alien. It's one of those alien cryptids. The, basically, I think there was one main sighting of it, but it's like a big red head and like this frill thing around it. And then like a cylinder body that's green and kind of looks like it's part machine. It's got like a machine skirt. Yeah, I I love the, the people who uh, invented the Flatwoods monster or saw it had great character design. It has a very good silhouette. It looks like an ace of spades head. And glowing red eyes. It's almost definitely an owl, but it is also real, and it is friends with Mothman. Yes. Um, a hundred percent. I would appreciate uh, an evolution of Sableye that looks like the Flatwoods monster, because yeah. Sableye is also based off a of cryptid. Yes, that would be, oh, that would be really <laughs> uh, Oh man, I should have done a question about um, Pokemon and cryptids, but... Yeah, no, so if you look it up, Sableye is inspired by Tales of the Hopkinsville Goblins. Yeah, um, yeah, th- yeah, I think I those are my friend Lindsay's favorite cryptid. Those are those are pretty freaky, yes. They're just funny little guys who might also be owls. <laughs> uh, but may also be bulletproof? Yeah, a bulletproof owl, like you do. You know, it happens. All right, uh, so we're on to our next game. I have titled this game Pigsit. <laughs> so what you are going to do, uh, it's a rhyming game. Okay. So I have a rhyme and the very last. Oh, now I understand. Now I understand the title. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the very last word is going to be uh, one of the names for Bigfoot or the, the large hairy uh, humanoid cryptid. Okay. So Pigsoot, Bigfoot. Uh, so our very first one is... Can, for a, for, first off, can I, can I just like do the disclaimer that pretty much all Bigfoot lore is essentially bastidations of First Nations myths? I, I don't know if that's... I don't know if that's all of them, but I can definitely believe that it's a majority a, a of them. A vast sure. majority of them. Okay. Unless it's like actual scientific studies into the possibility of great apes living in the American wilderness, it is pretty much just... The settlers heard a story about a spirit or creature or figure in a mythos, and they're like, what if he was a funny hairy man in the woods? Alright, so our very first one is, wilder than a gas watch from the woods comes... The Sasquatch. Yes. <laughs> That's easy. You, got, you gotta step your game up, Benny. Uh, so the origin of the word Sasquatch is believed to be an Anglicus... Anglicized, oh, I can't say the word, English version. Anglicization? Yes, of the Salish word saquets. 
uh, meaning wild man or hairy man. S-A-S-Q apostrophe E-T-S. Saskets, but it means wild man or hairy man. Uh, J.W. Burns coined the term in the 1930s. All right, so our next one, uh, still a pretty simple. Toss up some confetti. It's time to talk about the... Yeti. Yes, Yeti. That's from Nepal, though. Yes, this is the the, the big deviation from this list. Uh, The word Yeti is derived from the Tibetan... And again, I was went looking for uh, pronunciation, and, and as far as I could tell, it was yacha, uh, which means something along the lines of rock bear. So I thought that was an interesting. And you know, there probably were legit cave bears up in that area years, generations ago. I don't know. I don't know the geog- I don't know <laughs> how far cave bears spread. All right. Uh, now, I, now it's getting a little bit less common. Uh, So our next next one is, dashing in his good cape through the woods, I see a... Skunk ape. Not the one I'm looking for. Good cape. Wood ape. Yes, wood ape. Uh, So wood ape is the, as far as I could tell, it's the, like, trying to be more legitimate and scientific word for a Bigfoot. They refer to it as a wood ape, uh, as though, you know, it is a... Actual scientific, like, undiscovered creature that they call ape instead of Sasquatch or Bigfoot because of the cryptid um, associations with it. All right, so the next one is probably going to be pretty easy. Uh, Zany like a drunk grape. It's the tale of the... Skunk ape. (laughs) Yes, the skunk ape is the, basically, Florida and other southeastern U.S. states, like, version of Bigfoot. Uh, and it got its name from having a very strong, smelly odor like a skunk. It is what it sounds like. All right, I have two more, and I uh, these probably get a lot harder. <laughs> or at least I'm not as familiar with these. Good. All right. Serving looks with a brass fan representing Ohio is the... Grass man. Grass man. Uh, so this is the Ohio specific version of a bigfoot uh, and it gets its name from the small hut-like living structures or nests it is said to build out of tall grass i had not heard of this version of bigfoot before researching for this game i think it came up on like bigfoot hunters or whatever when billiam did a video on it oh, okay all right our last one uh this is much longer uh and it includes a preposition in it that i've just swapped with a different preposition but this one is don't look for a gold yin in a fountain instead try to find the oh you're gonna have to say that again (laughs) yes i know uh gold yin in a fountain it's gonna be something something of the mountain all right gold yin old men old men of the mountain that's getting into some fair folk territory. <laughs> <laughs> this is our uh, second West Virginia cryptid that I brought onto this quiz. Uh, and it's just basically, again, the local version of the Bigfoot tale has been called old, old, like an old man of the mountain, old men of the mountain. Uh, but they're supposed to be like smaller than Bigfoot and friendlier. Not that I think of Bigfoot as being particularly unfriendly. So I then had a I then found a bunch of other names for Bigfoot that I just wanted to talk about some of these. 
Uh, so you've got the big muddy monster from Southern Illinois, the wood booger. The big money monster? Big muddy monster. Oh, I, th- I heard big money monster and it's like, that, that guy runs a casino. <laughs> no, he's muddy. Uh, then there's the wood booger from Virginia. <laughs> the, oh, I'm trying to remember how to say this. Folk, folk, falk monster aka boggy creek monster from arkansas but it's f-o-u-k-e uh then there's momo in missouri also like the momo monster in missouri uh, the mogolan monster in arizona and then my favorite is the honey island swamp monster in louisiana why is it your favorite uh, because Honey Island Swamp Monster sounds like it should be on an episode of Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I can even imagine um, Shaggy saying a line about wanting honey, but he can skip the Swamp Monster. So that's probably my favorite out of all of these. <laughs> all right, moving on to our next game. Uh, this one is Two Truths and a Lie. Oh boy. So for all of these... Uh, I have found two things that are true about whatever the cryptid is and one thing that is false, and you will have to identify the false fact that I'm presenting to you. All right, so for our first one, uh, are you familiar with phantom animals? Is that like in the same vein as like Black Shuck and whatnot? Uh, I'm not familiar with Black Shuck, so I don't know. Like Black Church Dogs? Yes, kind of similar. So it's. Uh, I guess the way I would call it is that these are like actual real animal, like actual descriptions of animals, but they're seen in parts of the world uh, where they're not usually found. Okay, so like out of place animals. Yeah, out of place animals, and then then they have they tend to have you know a little bit of sensationalization where like they like disappear very suddenly or whatever. Okay. See, when I'm t- Black Shuck and Ghost Dogs, they're just, they're ghosts. They're dogs who are ghosts. Uh, these are more like displaced animals that suddenly disappear, even though they're in a highly, like, populated urban area or something. So some examples of them would be uh, seeing big cats in Great Britain, uh, kangaroos in North America, and elk in Brazil. So those are, like, examples of phantom animals. But I have seen kangaroos in North America. But just, like, wandering around? No, it was at a zoo. Okay. <laughs> but uh, one of those is a lie. So which one is the lie? Oh, you're giving an example of something that... Ha- so, okay, so one of those has not been spotted? So one of those is not an example of phantom animals. Beca- because because it does appear. And I'm going to say elk is not a phantom animal because they can go down there. uh there are not as far as i know there are no widespread tales of seeing phantom elk in brazil so you are correct (laughs) okay but for the wrong reasons because i was saying oh they can't be phantom animals because elk can just go down there (laughs) uh they would still have to get past the canal they can swim true they can swim swim. yeah uh it would be a trek but yes all right so our next one uh is about the jersey devil oh i remember that episode of x-files so there's definitely a very popular image of the jersey devil but the thing about the jersey devil is it's actually 
like it got solidified with a particular appearance, but throughout its earlier history, it actually had multiple forms. Uh, so like one of them is a, a hairy humanoid with a deer head. So a lot of these are like combining different things. So there's the hairy humanoid with the deer head. Uh, there's a boar with like cougar claws instead of hooves. Uh, and then there is a winged horse, like bipedal horse. Okay, I'm going to say the winged horse is real because I've seen that one before. That's a pretty common one. All right. Um, I think it's the boar is fake. Uh, that is correct. I did make up the boar with cougar claws. You just made it up whole cloth? You didn't even steal it from another fearsome critter? Didn't even steal it from another fearsome critter. Uh, but the hairy humanoid with the deer head uh, was a version somebody saw a long time ago and associated with the Jersey Devil, but the the bipedal horse demon uh, is really what got locked into the public zeitgeist um, in the last century. But there were other forms. It is a shapeshifter. All right. Uh, our next one is our third and final West Virginia cryptid for this quiz. And that is my beloved Mothman. <laughs> uh, I actually grew up down the road from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Oh, cool. I, so, yeah, uh, I definitely, definitely my favorite cryptid. Uh, and uh, but of course, with most cryptids, uh, there are usually like mundane explanations for what was this actual thing that people were seeing uh and so for mothman one one of the things that gets told is that it was actually caused by uh chemicals leaking out from the nearby military bunkers because there's like bunkers in the tnt it's called the tnt area because of the military bunkers uh and so it like caused hallucinations that then kind of fed into like a mass hysteria uh the other one is people mistaking basically just misidentifying actual real animals like the sandhill crane or a barn owl. Uh, and then one of the other reasons for explaining what the Mothman is, is that it was actually just, just a hoax created by a, uh, a man named Gray Barker. But one of those is a lie. Okay. Well, I've heard the bird one before. We've been talking about the bird one before. <laughs> yeah. We've already mentioned how West Virginia is just chock-a-block full of owls, and no one there seems to have seen an owl before, and they're like, oh my god, it's a space alien. Yeah, yeah, it's real insulting, too. Like, people who grow up with the woods just being right there, that they can't identify an owl. Yeah, they see an owl, like, oh my god, it's Davos from Doctor Who. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I've ever heard the military chemical leak explanation before. I think that's the one you made up. That is the one that I made up. <laughs> yeah. It's close to an actual explanation, which is that it, the Mothman is a mutated bird by, like, government experiments. And so it was kept in the TNT area, and then it escaped. So that's one of the actual explanations that people come up with for the man, and I just kind of modified it. Okay. Because I definitely heard the hoax one before. I'd never heard the guy's name, but I have heard the hoax before. I was hoping that Gray Barker would sound like a fake enough name that it would throw you off. All right. So our last one for Two Truths and a Lie is about the Loveland Frogman. Uh, so the Loveland Frogman is really what's on the side of the tin. It is a humanoid frog or lizardish creature. 
And there have been multiple sightings throughout the years. One of the early ones was in 1955. A businessman saw three of these creatures together while he was driving. uh, And one of them had a wand that shot sparks out of it. Uh, A later one was in 1986 when a young couple that, you know, out doing whatever it is that couples do saw one of these creatures along a drainage ditch. uh, But then they lost sight of it uh, when it went underneath uh, a bridge. Uh, And then a much more recent sighting was in 2016 when two teens who were out playing Pokemon Go spotted one of these creatures while they were playing. But one of those is a lie. This is hard because I feel like I've heard all three of these stories. Good. (laughs) Um, Because I I used to listen to another podcast called Myths and Legends where they do like the talk about a mythical figure or a cryptid at the end of each episode. And one of them was the Loveland Frogman. And I do remember that first one about how it had a wand and shot sparks. So that one is true. Okay. And the other two both sound familiar. And maybe I'm completely making it up, but I feel like you just took a different cryptid sighting and slotted the frogman in instead. So I'm going to say the the lovers who spotted it in the drainage pipe and lost sight of it, that one's the lie. All right, you have found all of my lies. I'm not good oh. at this. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're because I had, I had to struggle and some of them were full on guesses. Uh, and again... It probably would have been much easier if I had gone and looked up an actual encounter from another cryptid. But no, I just created the young couple in the uh, bridge whole cloth. Actually, I guess I stole the bridge from the first encounter. Because uh, one of the random details that gets told with the first one is that he saw them near a bridge. But you know what? I feel like a lot of cryptid encounters also involve a young couple anyways. Like, I'm pretty sure... Yes. There was a young couple who spotted Flatwoods. There was a young couple who spotted some of the the Hopkinsville goblins were spotted by young couples. It's always these teens out dallying in the woods, and then they see just a weird little guy. Uh, Yes, they're out uh, stargazing, as they said in one of the Mothman (laughs) encounters, which was obviously by a young couple. It was like, yes, they were stargazing. They were out on a double date with Mothman, the Flatwoods monster, and then they looked and they saw some frogs and they were LARPing. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, my final game, uh, this one is called Pop Culture Cryptid. Okay. This is multiple choice, uh, but all of them have something to do with uh, pop culture and entertainment. I don't, I only have three of these. I, instead of finishing this game, I fell asleep early last night, so I apologize. Hey, that's valid. <laughs> All right, so our first question. Uh, oh, which of the following cryptids has appeared as a foot soldier on the popular Japanese television series Super Sentai? The Flatwoods Monster, the Jersey Devil, Bigfoot, or the Mongolian Deathworm? Um. So the correct answer is the Flatwoods Monster, although I will point out that there was also... So there's a whole bunch of Flatwood Monsters, Footmen and Monsters of the Week in Uchu Sentai Q-Ranger, but also in Tenso Sentai Gosager, there is a Monster General who's based off of Bigfoot. So, So yes, all... Four of those cryptids have appeared, uh, uh, have been, have a monster based off the, them in the Super Sentai series. All four of the ones I mentioned. But you are correct. 
The Flatwoods Monster is the one that was a foot soldier in Uchu Sentai Q-Ranger. And then, yeah, uh, Bigfoot was Kingon of the Bigfoot was the character name. Uh, the the other two, the Jersey Devil, the Mongolian Deathworm, were also in uh, Uchu Sentai Q-Ranger, which has just made it, e- like, that's one of my favorite Sentais, and now I love it even more. Well, yeah, because a majority of the Monsters of the Week in Q-Ranger and also that specific arc in Gosager were based off of cryptids. Yeah. So the Jersey Devil were two, like, generals or monsters of the week, and the Mongolian Deathworm, the, the creature is just called the Deathworm, which is just like a, a bunch of Deathworms all attached together to be a humanoid figure, but it's just called the Deathworm. Uh, our next one, which uh, of the following movies is about a Bigfoot monster? The first one is Carney. Second is The Barons. Third, The Legend of Boggy Creek. And the fourth, Satan's Playground. And only one of these is about Bigfoot? Only one of these is about Bigfoot. Read me the first two again. Carney and The Barons. Is that spelled B-A-R-R-E-N-S? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say it's that one. That is incorrect. No! The correct answer was The Legend of Boggy Creek. Okay, see, I thought that one was too obvious. <laughs> Which is specifically about the uh, folk, folk, folk monster uh, from Arkansas that we talked about. So, okay. Bonus question. Carney, the Barons, and Satan's Playground are all about the same cryptid. Which cryptid are those movies about? Are those ones about the Jersey Devil? Those are about the Jersey Devil. <laughs> so it's three Jersey Devils and a Bigfoot. Go to the movies. <laughs> Coming this fall to ABC. All right. Now we have our final question. I really love this question. Which cryptid does not have its own musical? <laughs> so uh, we have Loveland Frogman, Mukele Mbimbe, Loch Ness Monster, and Sasquatch. You know, there's no way of truly knowing who does not have a musical on account of the fact that, like, someone could have made the musical a better and they just haven't hit the big time yet. True. All right. (laughs) So who has a well-enough-known musical that I was able to Google information about them? And who doesn't have one? I'm going to say Mukele Mambele. That is correct. Mokele Mbembe. Yes, it does, however, my screen goes dark. It does, however, have a song by the Norwegian experimental music group. And I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to say this correctly, Sturl Dagsland. Uh, so they have a song named for it. So Sasquatch has Sasquatched the musical. Uh, for Loch Ness Monster, the musical is just called Nessie. Uh, and then my favorite is Loveland Frogman's uh, musical call is called Hot Damn, It's the Loveland Frog. <laughs> That's perfect for him. I really want to see one of these. <laughs> Especially that one, the frog, the Frogman one. Uh, this was my little quiz game about cryptids. <laughs> what did you think? I thought it was great. I had a fun time uh, worrying that I wouldn't know anything and turning out to know almost everything. 
As was it, yeah, you got most of them correctly. Geography was, I think, the hardest for you. Yes. <laughs> you eventually got all of the pink suit, two truths and a lie. You dominated, and then the pop culture, you did very well. I didn't Yay. keep track. Uh, this is the second time I have done a quiz show on a podcast, uh, and both times I've never bothered to keep score. <laughs> oh, then how am I going to know what kind of no prize I win? Uh, it's the same no prize that everybody else gets. Congratulations. Aw, oh, thank you. Well, that wraps up this episode of Cryptical Quizzical. Uh, Benny, where can you be found on the internet if people so choose? You can find me mysteriously splashing around occasionally in the fountains in the middle of Los Angeles. Uh, you can also find me at Ben Active, B-E-N-N Active. Uh, you can go to Instagram, and when this episode goes up, I will post a picture of the cryptid shirt that I'm wearing. Oh, nice. Uh, where can you be found, Tam? I can be found generating mysterious sound waves uh, in a remote point in the South Pacific Ocean, west of the southern tip of South America. Or you can find me on Twitter at SparkyUpstart and Instagram at SparkyYoungUpstart. And you can't find this podcast anywhere other than where you've already found it. And was it even there to begin with? Uh, once again, thank you to Riley and Andrew. For, what's it called? One Mic Stand Pod Jam? Yes, God in One. God in One, yes. Uh, this has been really fun. <laughs> I like making a podcast with my friends. Yeah, me too. How do we end this? Uh, Just like that. <laughs> Okay. How do we end this? <laughs>